Hey guys, welcome back to season four, episode 16 of The Nest. I'm your host, Brano Palis, and I'm here with Anissa Sukwani. And we're going to be talking about the ongoing housing crisis that we are seeing here in Miami, which is characterized by high renting prices as well as high housing prices. Right. And I think it's really important that we talk about this today because, you know, this brings the question that what does this mean for future generations in Miami? A lot of us are either staying here or we're going to be coming back after college and it's important to evaluate, like, are we going to be able to factor that in? Yeah, are we going to be able to live in our hometown 10 years from now? To explain the housing crisis today, we're going to be using data from FIU's Center of Miami Urban Future Initiative as well in partnership with the Knight Foundation. From these findings, we've actually seen that Hispanic homeowners are affected disproportionately by the housing crisis. They usually have less than $5,500 left over after paying for housing, which is not a way to live. It's not enough to live because we have gas to pay for, groceries. Not only this, but people have families to support, Mm -hmm. kids to send to school, clothing to buy. It's just too much. And college coming up. A lot of us, juniors, seniors, sophomores. And it's important that we see kind of the demographics of this housing crisis and how it varies across different neighborhoods. A lot of high-income households, which, of course, are on the coast, um, are not really being hit by this crisis, but all the other neighborhoods in between are are facing a big economic issue right now. 100%, and this also has to do with the climate gentrification going on. So as you mentioned, these high-income neighborhoods along the coastline, yes, they are being faced by flooding and rising sea levels, but they are being helped. Exactly. We see other neighborhoods, suburban neighborhoods, lower-income neighborhoods, they receive a lot of flooding, but they're usually ignored and kind of put off to the side because there's higher payers, basically, that are paying to be paid more attention. Not only this, but this also has to do with climate change gentrification, which is pretty much that these areas of higher income housing, they are being hit by this change, by this flooding, by this rising sea levels, but they are being helped. Walls are being put up, their structures are being lifted. Right. Everything is being done to protect these houses. Mm-hmm. But then we see lower income neighborhoods and we see that they are being flooded, but they are being ignored. Exactly. They don't have the money to pay for it, nor does anyone have the want to help them. Exactly. So these people are going to have to be relocated into more expensive areas, which they cannot afford. And that leaves us with the issue we're facing right now. And I think it's important, we don't just have basic flooding in Miami, but we get a lot of hurricanes. We have a lot of natural disasters. We have tornadoes. And people who don't have sturdy houses... Or houses that were just built before the codes of Hurricane Andrew were placed. Right, exactly. We have a lot of older houses here. We do. Yeah, my house is one of those. <laughs> your house is one of those? Yeah. How has hurricanes affected your house? During Hurricane Irma in 2017, there was a hole in my roof. We Our roof kind of caved in. And it took... I want to say like half a year to fix it and we still face leakages till this day from Hurricane Irma in our roof. And you were fortunate enough to be able to afford to these affo- Exactly. Like, and have insurance and that, to fix that it. Provided now, money. if yeah. we're placed in a lower income neighborhood, you have yeah. for these changes. And this also contributes to the rise in homelessness that we see today. Yes. If you can't afford where to live, where do yeah. you go? Exactly. So we see that Greater Miami had nearly 8,000 homeless people in 2016. That was in 2016. This number has been projected to rise substantially. But not only adult homelessness, but also youth homelessness, which I think is just way worse. Yeah, because that's the future. Yes, exactly, who don't have the money to afford Mm -hmm. living in anywhere. So youth homelessness is also increasing at a rapid rate. There is 9,000 homeless or unstably housed students in the district in 2018 and an increase of 50% over the past two years. But unfortunately, these students are not usually counted for homeless counts or available to be provided help. Yeah, the benefits that the government gives to homeless people because they are not considered 
under the category of homeless since they are usually couch surfing or sleeping in cars. Right. And a lot of these people in Miami, we have a big Hispanic Latin population. So some of these people might not be um, legal citizens per se. They might not be eligible in, yes, for, it might be for government aid, which is just 10 times worse. I think Miami is not a regular city demographically we're very different it is we're unique, very diverse and i feel like it's dealt with like a city that's mm-hmm. normal and right. that's not how it should be we're facing these unique set of challenges especially with undocumented citizens yeah or with the youth on the street nowadays now we're seeing this as homeowners what about renting 100 you know my family we we have a lot of rental properties and so we see we we're always looking at different apartments and the prices and how they've they've increased exponentially over the last two years apartments that were like $170,000 are now $250,000 just to buy. But to rent, usually like a one bedroom can be almost $3,000 to live. And that's in, unreasonable. Yeah, in a condo. And, you know, you never really thought of like, you expect that in different cities, but you never expected that from Miami. And it's not like you're looking at downtown. It's like the suburbs, you know? It's just not realistic and it's not fair to expect somebody to pay $3,000 a month to for live. a one bedroom yeah. apartment. And not only this, but we also see that wages aren't rising. Miami is a primarily tourist economy, which means that we have a lot of people coming in from the serving industry. Right. Their wages aren't rising alongside the cost of living. So we see that once their paycheck goes to them, they pay for that housing. They are not left with enough to survive. Mm -mm. And And we also, I mean, you have to drive everywhere in the city. Public. Oh, 100%. There's public transportation, but it's not it's not very as reliable. Popular. Yeah, I would say if you need car, you need gas. Yeah. Not only this, so you're faced with all these issues you need to pay for. You need to pay for gas, living, insurance. insurance. Oftentimes, yeah. it's a lot, and this often leads to decline in mental health. So these people who do not have the right wage to pay for living here in Miami, we see that their mental health tends to decline as well mm-hmm. because they are faced with all of these stressing. They often have to take other part time jobs, full time yeah. jobs. And that's just not something that should be demanded from a person, mm-hmm. especially since Miami should have enough money to subsidize housing. Yeah. And that's just how we see that problems are not being solved. With higher mm-hmm. renting prices and higher housing prices, we see that the only people that can buy these properties are real estate companies, high wealth families, celebrities. But these real estate companies, what they're doing is that they're taking these often destroyed lower income households from either hurricanes, flooding or the climate situation going on right now. They're purchasing these properties, making them better, revamping them, opening them as tourist places. Yeah. This is people's homes Mm -hmm. we're talking about. They're displacing people. They're taking them away so that they can build something newer for tourists. For the economy of the city, yeah. And this tourist economy isn't even benefiting the people of the community. We're ignoring that. We're ignoring the community here. So these communities are just being evacuated. These people are being displaced for the benefit of a tourist economy that doesn't even benefit the people of the community. Wow, you said it best. But there has to be a way we can combat this. 100%. There is a way we can combat this, but it's also if people even want to find a way to combat this. There are solutions. Now it's just a question of implementing them. Mm-hmm. So previously we have seen the use of inclusionary zoning, which is a way to create affordable plots of land by using public funds, which is a great way to make this happen. But again, Miami is quickly filling up. Yeah. We have to make sure that we have place to even build these facilities. Mm -hmm. We also see the use of rent control, which is usually when you put a cap on how much rent there can be, but that has also chain chain effects on the economy, on the local economy as well. And, you know, a lot of people are raising rent for a reason. They, They need it 
to live. It's their source of income. But but all of these are just policy ideas. The implementation of it falls at the hands of the leaders that actually want to create genuine change. Because the reality is that Miami is one of the most unaffordable markets in the country right now. Even if you want to look at specific regions, like Hialeah is the seventh most unaffordable market. And Hialeah is not close to any beach It's the usual kind of suburban neighborhood that we see. Mainly occupied by Hispanics. Hispanics. Minority communities. Yeah. Pretty much the crisis that we're facing right now is only destined to get worse. People are getting stuck. People are stuck in a situation that, unfortunately... It's really hard to get out of. It's really hard to get out of because at the same time, we have to take in the home aspect of it all. This is a lot of people's homes. Only home that they've If you don't have a stable home, how are you going to continue to find stability in other places of your life how are you going to continue to get an education especially with the youth homelessness that we saw it's really hard to get out of the situation and and with no aid at all right the purpose of me coming on here is to raise awareness on this issue we see that people are being affected by this real time and no solutions are being brought about gentrification is still ongoing youth homelessness is on the rise the climate crisis the climate crisis is has no end in sight we're just asking for change Thank you so much, Anissa, for joining me today on speaking on this issue. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening in on season four, episode 16 of The Rise. Not The Rise, The Nest. <laughs> oh my God, you're an op. <laughs> Wait, how was the outro again? I forgot the outro. Okay. <clears throat> well, thank you, Anissa, so much for joining me in talking about this crisis. Thank you for having me. And thank you guys so much for listening on season four, episode 16 of The Nest. I hope to catch you guys next week.